And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. New Year, everyone. I'm Carl Amare, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a New Year's comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden from 1948. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Barry must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about New Year's Eve than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Barry. Hi, Barry. Hey, Barry. Hi, Lisa. Again. Uh, yes, <laughs> I've it's you guys three times. <laughs> oh, well, it's so good to hear your voice on the air. Is this the third time or is this you. the fourth time? This is the fourth time. Oh, wow. And I want to wish you guys a happy new year and thank you for being the greatest entertainment gift they received in 2022. And you guys are just amazing. Well, checks, checks in the mail, Barry. Thank you so much. Um, and, we, <laughs> and Barry, same to you. We same wish you, you always the best. So Absolutely. I'm humbled to talk to you again. <laughs> We're going to have a little fun here. You're going to have to be brave with me because I've got some great questions that you probably don't know the answers to. Yeah. So you guys are just going to have to give me some wild guesses and whoever is closer is going to get that point. All right. So I'm going to start with wild guesses. (laughs) Wild is always the best. Barry, the first question is for you. You ready? In what year did the New Year's Eve ball first drop in Times Square? Just just Mm. make it up. 1953. 53. Carl? Definitely earlier than that. I'm going to say 41. And the answer is 1907. Oh, my goodness. So you're both way off, but I'm going to give it to Carl. (laughs) All right. All right. closer without going. Yeah, we both went over. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Carl, how large is the Times Square New Year's Eve ball in diameter? And I'm talking feet, just number of feet in diameter, would you say it is? How many feet would I say it is? I would say like 800 feet. 800 Okay, Barry. Wow. This is kind of like the price is right. You know, yeah. you want to just not 800 go over. 800 feet. Okay. Oh, yeah. I have no clue. So the wild guess is I'll go uh, 475. That's excellent. It's 12 feet in diameter. (laughs) (laughs) So you're both really close, but that one goes to Barry. 12 feet? 12 feet in diameter. That was way bigger than that. Nope, that one's Barry's. (laughs) All right, Barry, how many pounds did the first, the first Times Square New New Year's Eve ball weigh? Hmm. Wow. Um, Wild guess. Yep. Uh, 50 pounds. 50. 
Eighty-seven pounds. You guys are really close. It's seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so who gets that you one? Do. Oh, okay. closer. You do. Cows closer. You win. All, right. All right, Carl. Gosh. What are the triangles on the Times Square ball made from? The triangles. Mm-hmm. Who's, what are they who's, made? Gosh, it's you. Me. All right. I would say, uh, what are they made from? Yeah, like what kind of material? Um, I'm going to say metal. Metal. The triangles. Yeah. Okay. Barry, I can I'm clearly say that's not correct. What'd you say? I'm going for I'm going for whatever light bulbs are. Whatever, whatever. Like think. glass. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's all it's all light bulbs around it, or you, or do I have to say the structure around it? No, just I say uh, uh, some kind of a material. Something, uh, um, something um, inflammable, not flammable. Uh, I don't uh, know. All right. Well, uh, the answer. Is Waterford crystals really? So I'll give that to no one, but it, it's you know in good information. Waterford crystals, yes, right. Okay. Barry, what was the most popular New Year's Eve resolution in 2021? Really, um, be more care. Be, be more. Be more careful. Be safe. Um, I'm going to say to lose weight. Exercise more. I'm going to give weight and exercise oh, that point. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's Ooh, a good it. one. Yeah, I get that one. Mm-hmm. Carl, what percentage of people actually achieve their New Year's Eve resolutions? Um, I would say, I would say like 5%. Five? Okay. What do you think, Bear? Ooh, I'm thinking it's slow too, but I'll go closer to uh, eight. Eight is the right number. Wow. <laughs> really? Oh, Talk about wild guess, Carol. Eight is the no right clue. number. You wow. get extra for that one. Wow. Uh, Barry, wow. January gets its name from what Roman god? You guys know anything Janus. about the gods? The That's right. Of, you Janus. got Janus. Yeah. That's wow. exactly right. Two heads, right? One was back, one was far. I would have yes. never known that. Yes, the god of doors and gates. That is wow. absolutely right. Wow. Carl, Ooh, who was the first broadcast host of Times Square New Year's Eve celebrations? Who was the first one? The first broadcast Ro- uh, host. Edward R. Murrow. I don't know. Any guesses, Barry? Wow. Um, 1907? It was gosh. actually in 1902. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay, because I thought you said, uh, okay, oh, that was the Times Square ball. It was 1907. Um Okay, so who was broadcasting in 1907? 1902 uh, to 1977, if that gives you anything. Dick Clark's grandfather? Dick, I was going to say Dick Clark ran it for, for ages, but was that? It was before that. that. I'll go Dick Clark. What, it's what Guy Lombardo. Lombardo. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, time for one more? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Barry, in Scottish tradition, who do you kiss at midnight on New Year's Eve? Who? Um... Scottish tradition. Yep. To be up my alley right now. Uh, let's go to the one. <laughs> I would say your first love, your, your, the love of your life. All right. Fair answer. Um, in Scottish tradition? Who do you kiss at midnight? Your dog? I like that, but um, the answer is everyone in the room. Really? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, that must have been pre-COVID. You know we tied. We tied. Get out of here. Yeah, Barry and I each got three. Really? Yeah, we only had. Really? Yeah, we got three each. I thought six. We got six. <laughs> wow! Yeah. I still think he won for getting eight and knowing Janice well, right on the box. You get an extra. If, <laughs> you <laughs> know <laughs> what? You can give him an extra point. I give him extra um, for that. <laughs> I'll take the tie, Carl. I'll take the tie. You know what, Barry? <laughs> you, uh, to tie you, Carl. you did great. I mean, really great. I'm going to send you a four CD set 
of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. Hope you love it. And Happy New Year, my friend. Mary, it's a treat to hear from you. Happy New Year and long future. May you guys reign for a long, long time. Thanks, Barry. Thank we appreciate you. Barry, so you. Thank you. When Go. we come back, Eve Arden stars as Connie Brooks on our Miss Brooks, a New Year's Eve show. Don't go away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. We just played a commercial for the Classic Radio Club. And if you want to know more about the Classic Radio Club, you might have all kinds of questions. You might want to know how many times it comes out and how many do you get in the CDs and what the cost is and, you know, all of those kind of things. Well, you can talk to a live operator now during regular business hours. The number to call to chat with a live operator Monday through Friday during regular business hours is 815-900-7535. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, you also, as a bonus, get our Hollywood 365 hour show emailed to you along with the Radio Rarities podcast. So you get a lot when you join the Classic Radio Club. If you have any questions about it, call our number 815-900-7535. 7535 during regular business hours. And if you call uh, and it's not regular business hours, you can always leave a message and someone will call you back. 815-900-7535. And, you know, speaking of radio rarities, Lisa, we have a radio rarities coming up of the audition program of Our Miss Brooks starring Eve Arden. And we're going to listen to an Eve Arden, Our Miss Brooks episode right now. But I got to tell you, that uh, podcast That Radio Rarities podcast where you hear Eve Arden for the very first time as Connie Brooks is very cool. So it's coming up in a few weeks. You'll get that if you are a subscriber to Hollywood 360 podcast or a member of the Classic Radio Club. All right, we have a New Year's Eve episode of Our Miss Brooks going back actually to January 1st, but it's actually uh, takes place a day earlier. She's babysitting for New Year's Eve. This was actually broadcast on New Year's Day, 1950. Here's Eve Arden in part one now of Our Miss Brooks. Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and help stop tooth decay. And Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair bring you Our Miss Brooks starring Eve Arden. Once again, for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks, written by Al Lewis. Well, as some of you may remember, last night was New Year's Eve. Well, like everyone else, Our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, had looked forward to celebrating with considerable anticipation. But as the poet Robert Burns put it, the best laid plans of mice and men gang after glay. I don't know about the men, but I'm certainly one of the mice Robbie had in mind because last night somebody really ganged up on my glay. (laughs) Everything started off normally enough Saturday morning as I joined my landlady at the breakfast table. Here, Connie, here's some tomato juice. It'll do you good, dear. What is this, a down payment on tomorrow morning? (laughs) Oh, you won't need any tomorrow. Not if you come to my party tonight. What kind of a party are you having, Mrs. Davis? Very quiet, Connie. I've just asked some of the neighbors in to listen to the radio and maybe dance a bit. It'll be a nice, relaxed evening. 
Of course, I am having some help with the refreshments. Who's helping you? Barney, the bartender from Mulligan's Saloon. <laughs> that should lead to a very relaxed evening, earlier than you think. <laughs> oh, he's not going to serve any whiskey. You see, ever since he's been working for Mr. Mulligan, Barney's insistent on having New Year's Eve off. Why is that? He can't stand drunks. <laughs> Barney likes nothing better than to drop over here and make us a little friendly bowl of punch. If I remember correctly, Connie, you sampled some of Barney's punch last year. I almost did, Mrs. Davis. Somebody jostled me as I was about to drink some, and I spilled it on my black evening gown. I don't remember that at all, Connie. I do. It started a run in my dress. <laughs> oh, you're exaggerating, dear. It was a very mild mixture. Why, we even dipped lady fingers into the punch bowl after a while. I know. And a little while after that, the lady fingers were diving into the bowl. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing you, Mrs. Davis. I'd like nothing better than to share a little punch with you tonight, but I probably have a date with Mr. Boynton. Probably. Hasn't he asked you yet, Connie? Oh, you know Mr. Boynton. It takes him a week to get enough courage to speak up. You'd think he'd know where he stands by now. I've dropped him enough hints, heaven knows. Hints? Just yesterday, I told him I thought there was nothing quite as exciting as the scent of an orchid and the popping of champagne corks. Do you think it'll work, Connie? Indubitably, Mrs. Davis. He'll probably take me into a florist shop and let me smell an orchid while he cracks his knuckles. <laughs> Mr. Boynton isn't the biggest spender in the world, is he, Connie? No, I think there's a Maharaja in India who spends eight or nine dollars a week more. Oh, Mr. Boynton is a school teacher, and he probably just can't... Now, who can that be? Come on in. It's not locked. Finished with your cereal, Connie. Yes, thanks. Well, good morning, Miss Brooks, Mrs. Davis. Hello, Mr. Boynton. Now, isn't that a coincidence, Mr. Boynton? I was just going to clear away the table and clear out. Oh, what's coincidental about that? Now she's got a good reason to. <laughs> exactly. See you later, folks. Take your time, dear. Well, Mr. Boynton, this is rather a surprise visit. Oh, yes, Miss Brooks, I, I guess it is. Want a cup of coffee? All right. Keeps pretty hot in this percolator. There you are. Thank you. Well, that was fun. What'll we do now? <laughs> well, tonight, as you know, is New Year's Eve, Miss Brooks. Yes, I know. It's the one night in the year I believe in celebrating. You see, the only fun a bachelor can have, especially a bachelor school teacher, is to really let go once in a while. Might also be fun to hold on once in a while. <laughs> Don't look so shocked. I'll withdraw the statement. Strike that from the record, clerk. <laughs> the one thing I'm so grateful for, Miss Brooks, is that our relationship has always been completely honest and above board. I can talk to you straight from the shoulder. You certainly can, Mr. Boynton. I, I don't have to beat around the bush. No, you don't. I can come right to the point without stalling. I hear you talking. I, uh, I don't have to mask my real intentions with a lot of pseudo-diplomacy. Never no pseudo-diplomacy. Well, what I'm trying to say, Miss Brooks, is that... Well, several weeks ago, I, I promised to attend the Biologist Club New Year's Eve party at the Club Jamboree tonight. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun, Mr. Boynton. Oh, I'm sure it will be. But the ticket cost $5, Miss Brooks, and, well, I, I only had enough for the one when I bought it. And, well, well since then, I, I've had some unexpected holiday expenses and just haven't been able to afford another one. Of 
course, I'd love to ask you to join me tonight, but I couldn't very well invite you to pay for your own ticket, could I? You could, but I couldn't. (laughs) Pay for it, I mean. I've had some holiday expenses of my own, Mr. Boynton. Two whole weeks of eating. I'm terribly terribly sorry we won't be together, Miss Brooks. As a matter of fact, I, I suspected you were just as broke as I am. That's why I came over to see you now. What do you mean, Mr. Boynton? Happy New Year, Miss Brooks. Same to you, Mr. Boynton. And thank you for a lovely morning. That's all right, Miss Brooks. Now let's sing two choruses of Old Lang Syne, and this will be the earliest I've ever folded on New Year's Eve. Please don't be annoyed, Miss Brooks. I'll be thinking about you tonight from the minute I sit down in that nightclub and pick up my noisemaker. Well, thanks, Mr. Boynton. I'll be thinking of you, too, tonight, as soon as I sit down by the window and blow my tin horn. I I guess I'd better be running along now, get cleaned up for the big night. Yes, you do that, Mr. Boynton. I've got to help Mrs. Davis with the dishes. Forgive me if I don't chase you, uh, walk you to the door. Certainly. Well, see you next year, like they say. Don't take any wooden biologists. Now, that's just dandy. What's just dandy, Connie? Oh, where'd Mr. Boynton go? Home to rest. Oh, we've got a big night ahead of us, eh? We've got a big night ahead of him. Mr. Boynton is going to the biologist party alone, Mrs. Davis. Alone? But why, Connie? He just can't afford to take me with him. The tickets are $5 a copy. Now, if I had $5, I could... Mrs. Davis... I'd be happy to, Connie. You would? Of course, but I haven't got a quarter. I spent my entire budget for this week on tonight's party. Oh, well, thanks just the same, Mrs. Davis. No sense in worrying about it, I guess. New Year's Eve is just another night. (laughs) Maybe that's Mr. Boynton again. I'll finish up in the kitchen, Connie. Come on in. The door is still open. Ah, good morning, Miss Brooks. Mr. Conklin. What fortuitous circumstance brings Madison's esteemed principal to the humble abode of a lowly faculty member? You've seen your share of Charlie Chan movies, haven't you? (laughs) Uh, If you'll forgive me, Miss Brooks, I shall skirt the preliminaries and get right to the point. Firstly, Mrs. Conklin is visiting her sister who has a touch of rheumatism in Philadelphia. That's a bad place to get it. Let's dispense with the fripperies, shall we? (laughs) Secondly, her sister has sent their little boy, age six, to spend the holidays with my daughter Harriet and myself. Thirdly, I've promised Harriet she can go to a New Year's Eve party tonight. And fourthly, I have a dinner engagement with some old professor friends of mine from state normal days. But I don't understand, Mr. Conklin. At this late date, it is almost impossible to secure a babysitter, Miss Brooks. Now I understand. I'm sorry, Mr. Conklin, but I've been sitting with children for years now. I'm afraid I'm going to be busy tonight. Ah, what a pity. It would only be until 10 o'clock, and I was contemplating payment of, uh, say, $5. I'd like to help you, Mr. Conklin, but it's really out of the question for me to... Did you say $5? That is correct. Where and when? 7.30, my home. I'll be there, Mr. Conklin. Thank you, Miss Brooks. Thank you very much. Don't bother seeing me to the door. I know the way. Thank you, Mr. Conklin. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Mrs. Davis! 
Mrs. Davis! Yes, dear, what is it? Well, it's going to be a happy new year after all. I'm going to sit with Mr. Conklin's nephew until 10 o'clock, and he's going to give me $5. He must be quite a well-to-do little boy. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Conklin's going to give me the five. Don't you see, Mrs. Davis, now I can buy my own ticket to the Club Jamboree and see the old year out with Mr. Boynton, after all. Oh, how nice for you, Connie. Oh, just one thing, Mrs. Davis. On our way to the club, may I stop by here to pick up some lady fingers? But doesn't the $5 you pay include a midnight supper, Connie? Yes, it does, Mrs. Davis. Then what in the world do you want with lady fingers? We've got to have something to slip the waiter. <laughs> Starring Eve Arden will continue in just a moment. Now, that's what I'm supposed to say. That guy said what I'm supposed to say. say it, and we'll see how it goes. Eve Arden will continue in just a moment is our Miss Brooks. Uh, I think you could do better. (laughs) (laughs) Try it again. You ready? Yeah. Come on, a little more, you know. Eve Arden as our Miss Brooks will continue in just a moment. And there we have it. <laughs> a little more flair. <laughs> I were listening to Babysitting for New Year's Eve on Eve Arden's Our Miss Brooks, January 1st, 1950. And, you know, um, the, the radio rarities that we, um, we're going to play with um, Our Miss Brooks really goes into all the uh, actors that they were considering for the role prior to Eve Arden getting the role. We go into all that detail. It's really cool. So, um, yeah, sign up for our podcast, Hollywood360radio.com, and get the Radio Rarities podcast. We'll be back with more of Hollywood 360 in a moment. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of the radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour holiday Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. So, do you have a New Year's resolution, Lisa? Uh, you know... Have you thought about it? I've thought about it. Yeah? Yes. I mean, you're perfect already. Yeah, so, definitely I mean, untrue. What would you want to change about yourself? I mean... You know, it's not you're just... vivacious. Right. You're tantalizing. Right. You're... You have to look at your sheets. <laughs> captivating. Some of your adjectives. Um, I mean, we all have things that we think so, about. It's Mike, not how about just you? A me, about me. New Year's resolution, you know. Mike. I'm going to smoke less cigarettes. There you go. There I'm you almost, go. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. You I have, thought uh, you quit. Y- he's yeah, quit before, sort of. and then he's gone back. I mean, back. I smoke a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. 
but um, I've I've done pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's a good start. Are you gonna quit? I mean, are you gonna do it? Uh, eventually, on, do maybe, it. maybe in eight percent. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe this will happen. All right. <laughs> so. What about you, Lisa? Oh, what about you, Carl? I um. You know, I would like to, I'm working out seven days a week. You know that, okay? I've talked about that. I work out seven days a week. But I haven't lost any weight. I would like to lose 20 pounds. Well, you got to actually do more when you work out. You can't yeah. just, you know. Well, it's yeah. muscle you're gaining as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's it's intricate. You can't so, just walk around the block and expect to, to lose all the weight, Carl. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> I like doing weights. Like, I like to lift weights. I don't like to do the cardio. So that's yeah. the problem. Right. If I could just spend, let's say, a half an hour doing cardio and... Because I work out for about 90 minutes. So if I would do an hour of the weights That's and then true. 90 minutes of cardio, I'd probably lose weight. So That's I should I should true. do that. That's maybe my... Maybe you need a professional to give you some insight. No. No. <laughs> I've been working out my whole life. You, you know? can't do it on two two-pound dumbbells. <laughs> right. You're going to have to up your weights. Speaking <laughs> of two dumbbells... um i work with two dumbbells Uh Uh all right so uh anyway you don't have any resolutions i i know i think about things but it's not just about me how about eating meat how about eating meat that's definitely not going to be eating meat instead no but you know continuing on the healthy trend is one of the things that i want to focus on all right so there you go I don't know if we figured anything out. But <laughs> Mike, I would it would be great if Mike would stop smoking. Of course. That would be awesome. That would be great because uh, we want you to be around a long, long time, Mike. We're planning on doing this show into uh, the year 3000. Mm-hmm. I'll make it. All right. <laughs> We're counting on it. All right. So it's our New Year's uh, Eve show. Thanks for joining us out there in Radio Land. We're listening to... Our Miss Brooks, uh, a New Year's show from January 1st of 1950, babysitting for New Year's Eve. Here's the conclusion. Our Miss Brooks. Well, I phoned Mr. Boynton and asked him to meet me at Mr. Conklin's home at 10 that evening. At 9.30, I was still trying to get little Stevie into bed. Now, listen, Stevie, it's getting awfully late. Just when do you propose to go to sleep? Well, soon as I get another glass of water. But I've given you three glasses of water in the last half hour. What do you do with them? I drank two and gave one to my animals. Uh, See, Uncle Osgood bought me these toys for Christmas. They're very nice. Now, get into bed, please. Well, first tuck my lion in the bed. All right. There, your lion's in bed. Now, my tiger. Okay, your tiger's in. Now, put my black panther in. Right, the Black Panther's tucked in. Now, I'll just tuck... Stevie, why aren't you getting into the bed? Who do you think I am, Clyde Beatty? (laughs) I wish I had a book on child psychology with me. A nice heavy one. Come on now, shove that menagerie aside and get in. Okay. Hello? Is that you, Harriet? Your daughter's dressing for her date, Mr. Conklin, but thanks for the comparison. On the phone, all voices sound alike to me. Uh, How's my nephew, Miss Brooks? Fine, Mr. Conklin. He's in his zoo. I mean, in bed. Good, good. Has the dear little fellow floated off to dreamland yet? Not quite, but one more glass of water should do it. (laughs) 
there hasn't been any change in plan, has there, Mr. Conklin? Why, no, Miss Brooks. Then I can expect you in about half an hour? I'm afraid it'll be considerably longer than a half hour, Miss Brooks. I'm staying over with some friends. But you said you'd be back at ten. That's right. I'll be back at ten a.m. Oh, but Mr. Conklin... Awfully nice of you to do this for me, Miss Brooks. Good night and a happy new year to you. Oh, this is terrible. Harriet! Oh, Harriet! Yes, Miss Brooks? Your dad just called and told me he won't be home until tomorrow morning. I know. He's staying with some old friends of his, from normal. There's nothing normal about it. When I agreed to act as Stevie's sitter, I thought your father would be back at ten tonight. I have a date at that time with Mr. Boynton. Oh, that's a shame, Miss Brooks. Maybe I could call your dad back so we could make some other arrangements. Do you know where these friends of his live? No, I don't. But don't get panicky. We'll think of something as soon as I finish dressing. (gasps) That must be Walter Denton. Will you let him in, please? I'll just be seconds finishing up. All right, Harriet. Coming. Miss Brooks, I want a glass of water. Quiet, Stevie. Darn kid. If it weren't for him, I could... Take it easy, I'm coming. Happy, happy, happy New Year, Miss Brooks! (laughs) Come in, Walter. Isn't it a wonderful night to see the old year out on? Aren't you just in love with tonight, Miss Brooks? I'm crazy about it. (laughs) Harriet will be ready in a few minutes, Walter. Ah, dear Harriet... You know, that's what I like best about this holiday. The feeling of closeness it gives you to the one you care for. Especially during that one breathless, rapturous moment right before midnight. That moment like the hush of a giant wave ere it pounds mightily upon the golden sands. That tongueless moment of promised ecstasy culminating in a crescendo of clamorous, amorous bliss. Have you ever been hit with a six-year-old child? Gosh, Miss Brooks, you don't seem very happy about New Year's. Haven't you got a date with Mr. Boynton? That's just the trouble, Walter, I have. But I also have a date to sit here with Mr. Conklin's nephew, Stevie, until Uncle returns in the morning. It was all a misunderstanding, mostly on my part. Gee, that's a tough break, Miss Brooks. Isn't there any way out for you? I... I know. Maybe you could hire a babysitter to sit in your place. Of course, it couldn't be just any ordinary person. It would have to be a very special kind of sitter to fill your shoes. You never were great in anatomy, were you, Walter? (laughs) But that wouldn't work either. Even if I had the money, which I haven't, it's too late to get anybody now. Well, here I am, Walter. How do I look? Devastating, Harriet. Absolutely soul-destroying. How do you think I look, Miss Brooks? Very atomic, Harriet. You should be the center of all eyes at your party. Gee, I kind of hate to go with you in this spot, Miss Brooks. Did you tell Walter about your dilemma? Yeah, she did, Harriet. But we can't seem to think of any way out. Oh, don't worry about me, kids. I'll just celebrate New Year's Eve some other night. Maybe when Mr. Boynton comes to pick you up, you could talk him into staying here with you instead of going to his old biologist club party. Yeah, there's a swell phonograph and some keen records you could dance to. Maybe I'll do that. In fact, I may do that even if Mr. Boynton doesn't stay. Miss Brooks, I want a glass of water. Excuse me, kids. I guess I didn't tuck him in tight enough. (laughs) I'll be right there, Stevie. You run along to your party and have a good time. You're certainly noble, Miss Brooks. I'm not noble. I'm stuck. (laughs) 
ahead now. It's almost 10 o'clock. Noble or stuck, you're solid, Miss Brooks. Thanks, Walter. Maybe Mr. Boynton will notice it and stick around a while. <laughs> I sure hope so. Me too. Have the best possible New Year's under the circumstances, Miss Brooks. I'll do my best. So long, kids. Hey, did Cousin Harriet go out with Walter Denton? Yes, Stevie, she did. He's an idiot. <laughs> He's very fond of you, too. Here's your water. Oh, thanks. Hey, could I also have an ice cream cone? No, Stevie, no ice cream cones at this hour. With a pickle in it? <laughs> That's different. You've got to have your vitamins. <laughs> no, I'm just fooling. You've eaten quite enough for one night. Are there any pickles in the house? No, but I'd gladly let you have the one I'm in. <laughs> well, here's my glass. He better leave it near the pitcher. I might get hungry again. Mm-hmm. Thirsty. Oh, that's Mr. Boynton. Now, you put your little head down and dream you're a battleship. Okay. Good night, Miss Brooks. Good night, Stevie. I'll be right there. Oh, come in, Mr. Boynton. My, but you look handsome tonight. Oh, thanks, Miss Brooks. You, uh, you look quite handsome yourself. I'm glad to see you already. I'm just raring to go. Well, unrare yourself, Mr. Boynton. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't go with you tonight. But, but you said on the phone that Mr. Conklin will be back yes, and Yes, you... that was before he called me again. He won't be here until tomorrow morning. I can't leave Stevie alone. But I've been thinking, Mr. Boynton, we could have quite a nice time right here tonight. Here? You and me? And the phonograph. There are some fine records stacked over there by the sofa. But, Miss Brooks, we have no chaperone. Who has no chaperone? I'm here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Brooks. I've already paid for my ticket, and the other members of the club expect me at the club jamboree. In fact, I promised I'd be there by 10.30. Well, it's only 10 now. You could stay for a little while. Here, sit down on the couch, Mr. Boynton. Well, I, I guess I could stay for about 10 minutes or so. Fine, we'll have a million laughs. <laughs>, laughs. Do you like records, Mr. Boynton? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, Say, here's quite a pile of them. Let's see what some of the titles are. That should be fun. Here's a batch for you. I'll go through these. Uh, uh, don't you think you're sitting rather close to me, Miss Brooks? I know I'm sitting close to you, Mr. Boynton. Well, I, I mean, I'm a little off balance. I don't want to break any records. Don't worry, you won't. <laughs> oh, say, here's a great old number. If I could be with you one hour tonight. I'm a lone cow hand. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Don't fence me in. <laughs> I'm in the mood for love. It's too late now. <laughs> I can dream, can't I? All right, Louie, drop the gun. Everything I have is yours. <laughs> I got plenty of nothing. <laughs> Drink to me only with thine eyes. I want a glass of water. <laughs> Quiet, Stevie. You've had all the water you're going to get. Now go to sleep. Okay, okay. Don't get petulant. <laughs> Maybe, maybe you should let him have it, Miss Brooks. I'd love to let him have it. Uh, he's had quite enough, Mr. Boynton. Oh, say, here's a beautiful number. The Bells of St. Mary's. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Boynton. Oh, before you answer it, Miss Brooks, I'd like you to know 
I, I've changed my mind. I just can't stand the thought of you spending New Year's Eve alone, so, well, I'll call my friends and tell them not to expect me. That is, if you still want me to stay here with if you. If I still want you, Mr. Boynton, don't move from that spot. Be right there. If I still want him, he says. <laughs> it's us, Miss Brooks. We just couldn't stand the thought of you spending New Year's Eve alone. Come on in, Walter. Oh, but uh, what about your friend's party, Harriet? We told them we weren't coming, Miss Brooks. Walter and I have decided to spend New Year's Eve right here with you. With me? But Mr. Boynton's here. And oh, hello, he... Harriet, Walter. How, how are you both? Oh, fine, thanks, Mr. Boynton. Uh, we came back to help Miss Brooks celebrate the New Year. Well, good. The more the merrier. I'm staying here, too. Wonderful. We'll have our own party, the four of us. Won't that be just the end, Miss Brooks? It'll be the end of something. <laughs> I've certainly had a good time so far. So have I, drinking Cokes and playing records. Oh, it has been rather exciting at that. Don't you think so, Miss Brooks? Thrilling. <laughs> I can hardly wait until midnight. What are you going to do then? I'm going to crack open a brand new bottle of sweet air and spray the kitchen. <laughs> it's almost midnight now. Gee, I wish Daddy were here. That would be all I need. Turn the radio on, Walter. The Club Jamboree is broadcasting their New Year's Eve party. Oh, okay, Mr. Boynton. Poor Daddy's missing all the fun. He and those old professors of his probably played a few games of chess and went to bed about 11.30. Well, perhaps it's for the best, Harriet. Your father's a very high-strung man. Too much noise isn't good for him. Huh, I've got the station. Well, it's two minutes to midnight, folks, and here to give you the signal to the stroke of 12 is one of our most distinguished citizens and an honored guest of Club Jamboree. Here he is... Your friend and mine, happy-go-lucky, gag-a-minute, Osgood Conklin! Osgood Conklin? Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for that charming introduction, Professor Young. That's him, all right. I have just time before the old year is dead to tell you lovely people that a funny thing happened to me on my way to the club tonight. A panhandler stopped me outside the door and said... Mister, I haven't had a bite all week. So I bit him. Oh, great. Madison's next principal will probably be Milton Berle. Now, when I give you the signal, let's get those noisemakers going and really let her rip. There are only five seconds to go. Four... Three, two, one. Understand what got into Daddy tonight. Maybe it was some of Mrs. Davis's fruit punch. <laughs> oh, gosh, Harriet, your dad's entitled to have a little fun once in a while. After all, people are only human. Well, it is New Year's Eve. It sure is. And it's midnight, too, Harriet. You know what that means? I guess so, Walter. Well, come on, I'm all puckered. <laughs> <laughs> Here goes, Harriet. 
Mr. Boynton, do you see the work that's going on in the next yard? <laughs> yes, I, I do, Miss Brooks. Although I must admit I'm a rather diffident person most of the time, I, I feel that this being New Year's Eve, I can take a certain liberty. Liberty? You can take shore leave. <laughs> Ready if you are. I'm puckered, Mr. Boynton. I'm thirsty, Miss Brooks. Oh. <laughs> well, that's done it. If you'll forgive me, Mr. Boynton, I'm going to pour three glasses of water. Three? But who are the extra two for? You and me. We might as well be loaded as the way we are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we take pride in announcing that the poll of newspaper and magazine radio editors taken by Motion Picture Daily for Fame Magazine showed that Eve Arden was voted the best radio comedian in 1949. My sincere thanks to the radio editors, Motion Picture Daily, and Fame Magazine, and to every school teacher and pupil, as well as their parents and friends, a very happy New Year. Good night. Next week, tune into another Our Miss Brooks show brought to you by Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and help stop tooth decay. Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, is produced by Larry Burns, directed by Al Lewis, with music by Wilbur Hatch. Mr. Boynton is played by Jeff Chandler, Mr. Conklin by Gail Gordon. Others in tonight's cast were Jane Morgan, Dick Crenna, Gloria McMillan, and Jeff Silver. For mystery liberally sprinkled with laughs, listen to Mr. and Mrs. North, the exciting, fun-packed adventures of an amateur detective and his beautiful wife. Tune in Tuesday evening over most of these same stations. And be with us again next week at this same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Mike, look, Lisa started drinking her Roma wines for New Year's. See that? Yeah. She's got two gallons. She brought two gallons. I had to bring an extra gallon because I have to be with you I past mean, midnight tonight. And yeah. that's a lot of work. Yeah. Are you going to share any of that Roma wines with us? Or? I usually do. Yeah. Mike's a, you know. I mean, it's New Year's. You got to have a little, you know, it's like a little toast. I did bring a little toast, toast to share with all of us today. Yeah. All right, that was our Miss Brooks babysitting for New Year's Eve, January 1st, 1950. And, you know, on this particular episode at the end, she, um, you know, they voted her, Eve Arden, the best radio comedian of 1949 by Motion Picture Daily and Fame Magazines. And we talk about that on the Radio Radio Rarities Rarities podcast that's coming up about... So Carl did really a ton of research, Carl Shadow, a writer of Radio Rarities, and um, really kind of the whole, the entire, how it was created, how Evard, how, not Evard, how Armus Brooks was created, all the way to the television show and, you know, who the casts were. And I mean, it's really, really fun. 
I can't wait to hear that one. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of our Miss Brooks, you will love our Radio Rarities yeah. podcast. Yeah, Radio Rarities podcasts are added to the Hollywood 360 podcast that is sent to subscribers each and every Monday. And we're very excited now that we have a phone number yeah. that if you're interested, you don't have to go online. If you'd rather talk to a live operator, we have a phone number. I'm happy to give out that number quickly. It is 815-900-7535. Yep. So if you'd like to talk to someone and get some information or order, whatever you need to do, you can call that number. You can call it at any time. Um, someone will not answer uh, unless it's during regular business hours, but you can leave a message and then right. someone will call you back. But if you call during regular business hours, you will get the uh, live operator and they'll sign you right up for the podcast or answer any questions. And I think I uh, just said that. yeah, also mm-hmm. there's the classic radio club. You can call that same right. number for right. that too. 815-900-7535. All right. Time for this month in music history. We're going back to the 1990s with this song. Is this one acceptable, Carl? That's okay. Who sings it, Carl? Um, I should know this. You like it. Um. Hmm. Who is it? This is Eric Clapton. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, Change the World. Yeah. I think this is pretty I like, darn I like great. Eric oh, you Clapton. do like this, though. Well, it's better than Celine Dion. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Change the world. This was 1996, and it was for the soundtrack you know, of the film Phenomenon. He wouldn't let me tour with him, though, so that's why. No, I, that's too bad. Yeah. You should keep trying, though. I'll call him. Yeah, check in with him. I'll call him uh, on a break here. That's a great idea. Ask him if I can tour with him. I could be your manager. Yeah. Yep. All right, more of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Robert Young stars on a New Year's Eve episode of... Father Knows Best from 1953. We're also going to play Name That Tune, and the uh, subject will be songs with Kiss in the title in honor of New Year's Eve. With Kiss in the title? K-I-S-S, which is what we do at midnight in general. So if you'd like to uh, play Name That Tune on the air with us, you can give us a call at 312-642-5600, looking for caller number 8. Yeah, and you will uh, win a Twilight Zone 4 CD set just for playing. You don't even have to win. 312-642-5600. We'll see you soon. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.